0: <تصفيق> ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل له واشهد ان لا اله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلاه رب وسلامه اما بعد فبفضل الله تعالى ومنه وكرمه سبحانه وتعالى we find ourselves gathered, insha'Allah ta'ala, on this blessed day. Bihnihi subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Mawla. And our brothers, Islam Allah in and the Salafi he here in Manchester, Islam Allah Khairah. They organize this dawra and this conference surrounding the, some of the diseases of the hearts, and what is connected to them from their cure, He subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Mawla. And what we will discuss, insha'Allah, inside of this part of the session, is the ill effect of loving leadership and fame and how the Salaf were in remedying this with the book and the Sunnah. But before we go through inshallah ta'ala those narrations and their advice and the speech of the scholars, one has to understand what is the importance of the heart in its origin. Its importance is as such that he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, La He said subhanahu wa ta'ala, reminding us of the reality of that day when no amount of children or wealth, or material possession, will be able to avail and aid the servant in the least. He said, Except for the one who will be saved and have salvation by his permission, except for the one who returned to Allah upon that day with a clean, pure heart. And Imam al Taala, he mentioned, that this is that which will be a source of benefit to you. وَهَذَا الَّذِي يَنْجُو بِهِ مِنْ عِقَابِ جَزِيلَ That this is that which is with Allah. I having that pure clean heart. Which is that which will be of benefit to you and save you from his punishment. And will bring about an usher in the most tremendous of reward. And then he described, rahim الله تعالى, That if this is the consequence of having a clean heart, What does having a clean heart entail? Except for the following. He says the heart that is clean, qalb salim, then is free from the following. Number one, salim amina shik is the heart that was far removed and saved from the association of partners with others besides Allah. Was shakki and it was saved from doubts. Because if doubts encroach upon the servant and his aqeedah is corrupted, that which he loves is corrupted, he will love others besides Allah and fall into shirk. And then he says, وَمَحَبَّةِ الشَّرِّ وَإِسْرَارَ عَلَى الْبِدَعَةِ والذنوب. And likewise, the heart that is salim is the one that is free from shirk, free from doubts, and is free from loving evil. سُبْحَانَكْ the heart that is free from loving evil Is the heart that has been saved And it's the heart that does not persist upon innovation Neither does it persist upon sin Because it returns back to Allah Azza wa In repentance to him And then he mentions Rahimallah Ta'ala something amazing And this is going to be a bit of recurring theme That you're going to see And he said Rahimullah Ta'ala Waluzi in salamatihi mimma dhakrahu ittisafi Bi He said and it is a must however Though we have described the heart as being free from shirk And free from doubts and free from loving evil And free from persisting upon innovation and sin He says then likewise the heart cannot be salim Until it actualizes the opposite of all of those things that have been mentioned And that is the heart that is salim Is the heart that is full of al-ikhlas Sincerity to Allah And what is the opposite of doubt Naam, is yaqeen, and is ilm. So what does he say here? Ilm wa yaqeen. Wal ilmu wal yaqeen. And in the place of loving evil, what does one now love? Huh? He loves khair. So, so far you have ikhlas. And then after ikhlas to yani, repel the doubts, What well, has ilm and he has yaqeen. He has knowledge, and sure certainty that grounds him then thirdly is al khayr, is that he loves good. And then he said something amazing. that after you have possessed all of these qualities, he says, That these qualities are inside of one's heart. That these qualities are adorned inside of one's heart. Tabi Ja'a bihi And then you adorn yourself and your heart with all of the above until what you desire and what you love it coincides and is paralleled with that which Allah Jalla loves. So you wish and long for nothing other than that which is in accordance to that which He sallallahu alaihi wasallam came with from Allah subhanahu ta'ala when this was the importance of the subject we see why the, the ulama bi fadlillahi ta'ala advised that the servant he has within times and occasions of reflection shaykh al-islam ibn taymiyyah he mentioned rahimahullah ta'ala la budd abd min awqat yanfarid fiha bi nafsihi fi du'a'ihi wa dhikrihi wa salatihi wa tadhakkurihi wa muhasabatihi li wa islah qalbihi he said, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, Islam bin He said it is compelling upon the servant that he has with him specific times, times of seclusion, where when he's alone, he does the following. Number one, he makes dua for himself. Number two, he remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, he prays and he for himself and for his guidance and rectification. Number four, is that he ponders deeply over his situation. Number five, he has time that he has allotted to bring himself to account. And number six, which is the topic of this entire conference that he has specific time to rectify his heart. But before we discuss the remedies of the heart and we begin to delve into what some of its diseases one needs to understand how in the world can we even identify what is a disease and how can we identify what is the cure and why it is so important that we constantly return back in everything that we do to the teaching of Muhammad and his Sunnah. Ibn Qayyim, he said, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, clarifying the severe need of the servant in returning back to the teaching of Muhammad sallahu wasallam specifically and back to the path of the prophets and messengers generally, he said, Rahimallah Ta'ala. That from here it quickly becomes clear The thy necessity above every necessity Of the servant understanding and knowing who the messenger is sallallahu alayhi wasallam And what does it entail to know the messenger except the following number one Is to know him in his person Who was the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Number two Maja bihi To know the messenger is to know what he came with, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Number three. Tell me if we're moving too fast. Can I get that a lot? I talk fast. Allah <laughs> Number three is the From knowing the Messenger وسلم, is to believe wholeheartedly and sincerely as to what he has informed us of from the affairs of the unseen and the like of them. What has happened already and what is yet to come We believe him And fourthly is ta'atihi That to know the teaching of Muhammad وسلم, Is to truly obey him in that which he has commanded Then he said something amazing He says إلا And this should be placed right between our eyes he said, know that there is no path to happiness or success in this worldly life of ours or in the hereafter except that all happiness and all success returns back to the hands of the prophets and the messengers. Because remember we're discussing that which will bring about the remedies of the heart and that which is from the diseases of the heart. He said, Rahim Allah Taala, wala tayyib wal And it is impossible for us to know what is good and wholesome and what is evil and repugnant Except in accordance to that which they have come with And it is absolutely impossible It is utterly impossible for one to obtain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Except that one follows the path of the Prophets and messengers. Because what is good from statement and action and manners is what they had and they possessed in their statements and their actions and in their mannerism. And that is because their path, yani the path of the Prophets, is the Mizanur rajiḥ, is the overweighing scales that one is to return back to and to use as his yardstick and his literal scale of measurement concerning his own statements actions, and mannerism. And in doing so, one will therefore be able to distinguish. If you return back to the Prophet you'll be able to understand and distinguish what is the path of guidance and what is the path of misguidance. Then he mentions, Taala. how badly do we need to know therefore what the Prophet came with and how it should have an effect upon our lives. He said, رَحِمُ اللَّهُ إِلَيْهِ The need of mankind to the path of the prophets is even greater than the need of a body to a soul. But then he said something quite nice. He says, and there we have a greater need to know that which the prophets were upon than the eyes Having light. Because if you can see and it's dark, what happens to you? Huh? You're blind, it's like you, got, you, you, you don't have eyes. It's not and then he mentioned, Ta'ala, ila and is equivalent to literally the soul having life inside of that body. Then he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, so there is no consequence that one can possibly feel and think of, and no dire necessity that he has, then is greater to him knowing that which the Prophets were upon. Then he mentions as to how and why diseases of the hearts and the bodies begin to creep upon us. And he said, رَحِمُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فَمَا بِمَنْ إِذَا غَابَ عَنْكَ He says, what do you think if this is the need of us to the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ? What do you say about a person that even for the blink of an eye, his guidance sallallahu was not made known to that servant. What will happen to him? Hmm. So, what would happen to him? Utter misguidance. He says, qalbuk. Your heart therefore will become corrupted. Should you even for a second, a blink of an eye, not be upon the teaching of the Messenger sallallahu Alaihi wasallam. Then he described تعالى, that such an individual is like a fish that is taken out of water altogether. Allah Ta'ala mustaan. And then he said, Rahmahullah Ta'ala, that the need of the servant in reality to the messenger Sallahu Alaihi Wasallam is greater than all of these examples that we have given. And he says "And nobody will feel the absence of the sunnah of the messenger Sallahu Alaihi Wasallam inside of his life or her life illa qalbun hay. except for the heart that is alive altogether. Because some of the hearts of the people that walk upon the earth of Allah, some of them are ill. Some of the hearts of those that walk upon the earth of Allah, their hearts have died long ago. Some of them are never to be revived. And some will be revived by the permission of Allah, by way of the revelation. But nobody feels the pain of not knowing the sunnah and acting upon the sunnah and being upon the sunnah, except for the one whose heart was alive in the first place. Then he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, فَمَا لِجُرْحِ بِمَيْتِنْ ilam,' And that is because the deceased, the body of a deceased person, a corpse, if you cut it, does it feel pain? Absolutely not. Such is the heart that does not know whether it is dead or is alive. It does not feel any pain and feels no consequence in the absence of the teaching of the Messenger from its life. Allah Ta'ala musta'an. Then he said ta'ala, if it's the case that the true happiness of the servant inside of this worldly life and the hereafter is connected to the guidance of the messenger then it is completely and utterly compulsory upon anybody that claims to himself to be a sincere advisor that he understands and learns and studies the life of the messenger وسلم, in order if, and if it's the case that he was from those the desire, the desire for themselves, salvation, and happiness, and joy. That they learn from the sunnah of the Messenger wasallam, that which will expel them from being from those that were ignorant of it. And enter them into his group and his party, and from his followers wasallam, And the people in this regard, يعني, their knowledge of the sunnah, he says they are of varying degrees. From them are those that know much of the sunnah of the Messenger And from them are those that know little. And the equivalent of them is the equivalent of the one who Allah had mercy upon. And the one who mercy has been stripped away from him. Allah Ta'ala Musta'an wa alayhi atuklan. And in this regard it becomes clear. The disparity between the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. In that which they have been granted from knowledge. In that which they have been granted from, from action. Or even from the worldly affairs. Some people are rich and others are poor and some are in between. Some people possess much knowledge and some possess a medium amount of knowledge and some are completely and utterly ignorant altogether. But still, it remains bismillahi Everybody was granted equal opportunity to return back to the teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and to respond to his call. And it is the call that will give life to the hearts. And he said, subhanahu taala, ya aman istajibulillah. وَلِلْرَّسُولِ O you who believe, respond to Allah Azza and the Messenger when they call you to that which gives you life. So the life of the hearts is in relation to our response to the call of the Messenger Sallahu Alaihi Wasallam and everybody who turned away from the teaching and the path of those prophets and the command of Allah to worship Him alone and to fulfill His commandment Jalla جل jalalu He was cursed and turned away from His mercy so long as he does not return back to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala Ibn Qayyim he mentions Allah ta'ala a series of questions which really summarizes the topic of today and he mentions starting with our father Adam alayhi salatu salaam and what happened to him in his life and what caused us to be inside of this worldly life that's full of trials and difficulty and pain and hardship because this is not our home. Our home is the paradise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his pleasure. Whoever seeks the paradise of Allah and his pleasure now, will obtain it be of the And whosoever turns away, then is like those who turned away from the previous nations. And he did not mention their condition for fun without purpose. Ibn Qayyim he said rahmullah ta'ala, abawain jannah, dar bahjatin wa ahzani wal masa'ib. He said and he asks, What is it that caused your parents, your two parents, to be cast and removed from the paradise of Allah? An abode of bliss, happiness and joy to come down to this worldly life that is full of harm and pain and grief and calamities? And he says, What is it that took Iblis and expelled him? from the dominion of the heavens itself and caused him to be cursed and turned his outward appearance to be the most repugnant and ugly of appearance and what was inside of him was even worse than how he physically looks. What is it that caused him to be from those that previously had a position with Allah of nearness to now be far removed and distant? He was from those obtained the mercy of Allah now to be cursed from those that were made beautiful by his obedience they were turned away and made ugly and he mentioned that such an individual Iblis what is it that caused him after being inside of those gardens of paradise that he will be from the inhabitants of the fire Naran taladha that fire that will boil over and blaze and he came from a position of Iman to Qufr and being from the one that was in the protection Of al Hamid Jalla Jalalu Al-Wali his guardian lord and protector The one deserving of praise What is it that caused Iblis to be removed from that? To be an enemy of Allah Azawajal But the worst of all enemy And he mentions Iblis prior to his misguidance He would, you could say And he says it here Wa bi Danny, that the harmony that would be heard of the glorification of Allah to say subhanallah, walhamdulillah, ilaha wallahu akbar. He replaced those statements with nothing other than shirk and kevi and false witness and lewd sin. And he previously wore the garments of iman. Those garments were ripped off him and replaced with the garments of disbelief and criminality and disobedience. What was it that caused Iblis to be from those who were seen in front of their Lord subhanahu ta'ala with respect to be debased and dishonoured and for the curse of Allah subhanahu ta'ala to be upon him. And then he mentioned rahimullah ta'ala Not only is the curse of Allah Azul Jalla upon Iblis He chose and preferred and desires for himself to be the leader of all of the corruptible ones from the criminals and the disbelievers, this is what he chose for himself. And it's hard to believe the one will choose this leadership over the previous leadership that he had. And he asked sub-Rahim what was it that caused the earth to be drowned? Every single one of its inhabitants to the extent that the rain waters and that of the oceans and the rivers and the seas, they raised until they reached the tops of the mountains. What was it that caused and in that gush of wind to come upon the people of earth And it caused them to die inside of their place Caused their crops to fail right there and then And caused everything that was around them to be a source of destruction In order that they may be made in this example for those that came after them He said what is it that caused Tamut To be trapped inside of that storm that killed the first of them and the last of them in a single blow What was it that caused the city of Lut To be arisen from its place to be showered down upon by you know, brimstone and fire. Until the extent that they were raised into the heavens, that the barking of their dogs was heard by the angels of the heavens. And they were turned upon their heads and crushed down upon the earth. Then he said, and what is it cause, yani you know, the people of Shu'aib? For that giant, overshadowing cloud to come upon them. That they be- believed it, possessed inside of it, the blessing and the mercy of Allah. But shower down upon them fire. And what was it that caused Fir'aun to be drowned? Him and his people inside of the ocean. And he, after being drowned in the waters of the dunya, was drowned inside of the fire of Jahannam itself. And he said, and what is it that caused Qarun? To be swallowed by the earth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Him and his home and all of his possessions and his wealth and all of his people and beloved, beloved ones. And then he mentioned Rahimullah Ta'ala, and likewise, what is it that destroyed the previous nations from the time of Noah alayhi salam until our time, the like of Bani Israel, that were cursed, that they will be killed and slaughtered wherever they may be? And then he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, nothing brought about this destruction except sins, and this is what it goes back to Ikhwan. The heart is as such that he describes Allahu Alaihi Wasallam That every time a good deed is performed A whiteness overtakes the heart ta'ar. And if it's the case that a sin is performed It's like an arrow from Satan And a black dot is placed upon the heart And the heart will continue to be as such Until it is overtaken by ran Rust A covering of darkness The same way that you see for example Metal oxidizes and it rusts and becomes filthy, like that is the heart. He describes Sallallahu Wasallam that from the hearts are those that are afflicted with sin until they are like the vessel that has been turned upside down altogether, unable to pour anything into it from its heart. They do not accept guidance and they repel the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we do not preserve these hearts from sin, then the like of our topic which is to love, fame, and to long for leadership will overtake us from the many diseases of the hearts until we will be destroyed as individuals, as households, and as communities. Because sin doesn't affect one person alone. Sin is seen and is felt upon one's wife and their children. As the Salaf they mentioned Rahimullah Ta'ala and Allah جل جلاله, he mentions. Do they not see how many have been destroyed before them? And he mentions Subhanahu wa Ta'ala min qurun from those various generations. Were they people that were not given and granted from Allah? No. He says, fil مَكَنَّا We granted them authority upon the earth. That which we have not given, Yani to yourselves, And then he makes subhanahu wa ta'ala. عَلَيْهِمْ And we allowed the heavens to shower their blessings upon them. وَجَعَلْنَا مِن تَحْتِهِمْ Or we granted them rivers in which to cultivate their earth and their lands and what have you and produce his produce. But we destroyed them. Why would they destroy it? He said, wa تَعَالَى in Surah Al-An'am We destroyed them due to their sins the greatest cure of the hearts altogether is to avoid every lowly evil sin in all of its manifestations by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we don't do so, we will be disgraced and we will be debased. And Allah Azza perhaps will test us with ourselves, or worse, test us with the enemy, and he'll cause them to have victory upon us. And Ibn Claim he mentioned Rahmullah Ta'ala. The narration of Jubair ibn Nufair. He says, فَلَمَّ قُبْرُسٍ the when the island of Cyprus was conquered by the Sahaba Khayyil, they came from the, any, the mountains of Mecca, a land where there is no trees that grow there yani, in abundance or produce, a land which is harsh and is desolate. They conquered بفَدْلَهِ Ta'ala, the dunya." They entered into literally Cyprus, Europe. Like mentioned to us, sahaba wa The Sahaba did not conquer the, the earth of Allah. Not, neither did they rule over the hearts of the servants except because they had knowledge. Look what the knowledge of the Sahaba, even when they were granted blessing. They did not allow the blessings of Allah to be a source of deception. So Jubayr ibn Nufayr, he said that when Cyprus was conquered, and its people were separated Those that were taken as prisoners and so on and so forth And the people began to cry amongst themselves He says فَرَأِيْتُ by himself And he was crying can I ask him oh Abu Darda, what is it that causes you to cry? He says, What is it that causes you to cry today, O oh Abu Darda, a day that Allah has honored Islam and its people? So? Did they not defeat the enemy? Did, not, they, did they not obtain their wealth and take over their lands and their riches? So? Victory, right? Look at the understanding of the people of knowledge, that they counted the blessings of Allah Azawajal and they understood that if the blessing of Allah is not met with gratitude, they will be the base. And everything was a lesson, a lesson to be learned. Even in the victory over the enemy, the Sahaba had with them humility. He said, "Woe be to you. He said, look how insignificant Look how insignificant and feeble the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are when they disobey him. He said, look at these people that we have conquered. He said, we have conquered a people that they are clear and they are manifest in their strength and in their might and in their dominion and power. He says, they abandoned the command of Allah, and look what has happened to them. And then he said, Allah ta'ara, ta'ara, And there is nobody that possesses between him and Allah جل, some kind of mutual relation that will save him. Because salvation is found in following the teaching of Muhammad وسلم, alone. The reality of those that love leadership and fame and those that have been afflicted by it, they done so rather because they desired for themselves authority in the land, believing that they were deserving of it, not knowing that all of it was from Allah Subhanahu Taala. And for that reason, it was narrated: Li al al wujūh al Adhkharahullah ta'ala na'. The whomsoever sought knowledge of the religion of Allah, in order that he may compete with the scholars, or he may debate with the foolish ones and the ignorant, or that the people may turn their eyes and gaze upon him, whoever does so, he shall be from those that will enter into the fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. ta'ala. He advised us, upon the brothers asking him, what advice he would give upon any really, the students returning back to their lands. That the people they think good of you, and the people they hold you to high expectations, and they treat you in a way that you know deep down inside you do not deserve. He said to us, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he said, Tabbiqo. He said, actualize that which you have with you from knowledge. Utilize that which Allah has possessed and he granted you from the possession of knowledge Act upon it and be from those ta'ala And he said look down upon yourselves And read the biography of those that preceded you from the scholars And what they said about themselves And how they were in their worship Then actualize that which you have and act upon it And then he said And that is because the one who was not sincere in the pursuit of knowledge, he shall be punished even before the worship of idols. And he quoted those famous lines of poetry, Allah Ta'ala Musta'an. And it was narrated from Fudayl ibn Iyad, from our blessed Salaf, concerning those that love fame and they love leadership for themselves and they saw themselves worthy and deserving. He said, مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَّا حَسَدَ وَبَغَى الْنَاسِ وَكَرِهَ أَنْ أَحَدٌ بِخَيْرٍ The from the evil effect of loving leadership is that nobody loved for themselves leadership except he was one of envy. And he was from those that transgressed upon the creation of Allah. And he followed up the mistakes of those whose mistakes should not be followed from his brothers. And he hated and disliked that anybody but himself be mentioned with good. And in this regard, the Salaf were far removed from desiring wealth, or desiring status, or to be known amongst the people. And they did not consider it to be from the mannerism of a ط- Talib in, let alone a scholar. And likewise it was said, by Ibn Abdul bar Allah Ta'ara. He said, afdal adab that from the best of the mannerism of the scholar, he said the scholar is humble. They're not given into haughtiness. And they are from those that abandon self amazement. And they do not desire nor do they long leadership whatsoever ta'ala. he spoke of the difficulty and how hidden the issue of loving leadership is and how hard it is to separate from oneself. And he said that a person he may obtain a station from Iman. That he sadly, you could say, is taken as an example by the people. But this comes with a degree of want and leather, there is a degree of sweetness. In the people following you. May Allah save us. From that which there is not found inside of the possession of wealth. And it's true. That's what all these people they want to do right now. All of these the people on social media. They want to be famous. What are you famous for? This I want to be famous, This They want fame for the sake of fame. They haven't done anything. They have no reason to be famous, but they just want fame. They might not even want the money so much. Because like Shatami he says here, fame it has with it a sweetness, Allah Ta'ala mustaan, the evil of possession of material goods that not possess. And he said, وَلِذَلِكَ يعسر خُرُوجِ حُبَّ الرئاسة مِنَ الْقَلْبِ And he said, and when this was the case, it becomes extremely difficult for the one that was afflicted with loving leadership, for him to be able to remove it from his heart. And he said, and what is worse than that? If the love of leadership now finds roots inside of your heart And finds a place for it to be He said to remedy this illness Is tremendously difficult Because the Messenger wasallam He described it as He described it as being That lowly desire That is hidden It's not entirely clear And he said and what is it that makes it? Yani, not clear? He said because it is is da'un udal. Loving, leadership and fame is like an illness that will live with you for your entire life. It's a chronic illness and it remains inside of the heart and it's tremendously difficult for one to remove it except that he takes much time out to bring himself to account. And the hearts are tested in different things. The righteous are tested with different things. And they are tested with, sadly, this issue of yani, loving fame and having yani, leadership yani, thrown at them. And that's why from the seller for those that mentioned the ill effect of loving leadership and, and fame that it causes a person to fall into deception and lying and deceit and treachery that a person is unable to stand with the truth let alone to be from its people and to defend them. And that's why Ibrahim ibn Adham, ta'ala, he said, abd, ahabba The one who was not truthful to Allah from the servants who love fame. And the perfect example of that is Fir'aun who desired fame and leadership. And he said to the people, mentioning the blessings that Allah azza had granted him instead of being grateful, like we find in the, the, the example of the Sahaba, he yani fir'aun was taken to attributing the blessings of allah to himself to fortify himself that i have done and i possess and i carry and i own and it was a source of his misguidance and he said subhanu ta'ala fir'aun fi The fir'aun he stood and declared in front of all of his people qala ya qawm li he said, oh my people, do I not possess and own the whole of, of Misr? And do you not see any of these streams that we have that's come from the river now that he came, came from himself? He says, Do you not see that this is from me? And Imam Asiri, he mentioned, the Firaun, he mentioned this to shore up his batil, to convince himself. Because he was deceived with what he had been given from dominion And that which he had from, from wealth And his army Caused him to transgress the bounds and the limits And he attributed all of that to himself He thought that it was because of him He had wealth and an army And status and position And leadership upon the earth And he said Alaysa And Al-Malik And he said that, Am I not the owner of all of this? So Imam al sirni he said he mentions the rivers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they used to cultivate their lands and they diverted into their homes even and they were boastful of this not realizing that in reality it was a source and of anguish and dread in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they were not grateful for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he said min jahlihil bali'l. This is from the severity of the ignorance of Fir'aun That he became became boastful of that which he did not actually possess. And that is because your wealth, and your health, and your knowledge of even the religion of Allah, but your worship of Allah, and your righteousness is not yours, is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has granted it to you. He subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability, should he so desire, to snatch it away from you, and to give give it to other than you. And that is because the ones who love leadership and fame, Nothing stops them from seeking fame except that you find that they are from those that are given into falsehood. So they belittle the people of truth and they glorify falsehood in its people. They glorify innovation. They glorify disbelief. They glorify sin. And that's why the people of Firaun, when Musa came to them, what did they say? When it was time for Musa to go and and debate the, the Sahara. They said about themselves لَعَلَنَا and Tabi al Sahara in Kano They said that we perhaps we will follow the magicians if it is the case that they are those who are victorious over Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. So they desired to preserve for themselves the dominion of the land of Egypt and to keep the servants of Allah enslaved from the believers. This love of leadership and fame, this love of oppression it caused them to look at the actions of the Sahara and compare that to the actions of Musa They convinced themselves and those around them that Musa only came with greater magic than theirs, but they knew deep down inside that that was not correct. Imam al Sidi mentions He says He said, and had they been granted success, They would have said that perhaps we will follow who has and possesses the truth from either the magicians or Musa But they didn't And they chose for themselves rather to follow the magicians And they were blinded altogether From following the truth once it came to them So the seekers of fame and leadership are those They falsely accuse their opponents To sway the masses and to malign the people of truth the people that call to the sunnah of the Messenger And Imam Al-Si'li, he mentioned about the people of Fir'aun ثُمَّ خَوَّفُوا الْأَحْلَامُ وصفحا, That they began to antagonize and to persecute those individuals from amongst the people that were weak Perhaps they were weak in their character, weak in their understanding of the religion of Allah Now they said that these two individuals, يعني yani Musa and Fir'aun that they desire nothing other And Yuhrijjukum in Ardikum, they desire to expel you from their land, uh, from your land. And that is what the people of falsehood do. They're consumed with this beautification of shaitan, of the evil of their actions, that they wear the garbs of misguidance, and they beautify their statements and their actions with it and with it. And they turn away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But none are able to understand the trial and the uh, traps of shaitan. Except for those that were granted success upon knowledge, be He Subhanahu Taala Al and another example is Qarun himself. Qarun was from the worst of the people of Musa, He accused Musa of the most, yani, treacherous of sin and crime, concerning women, falsely, as appears in some of the books of Tafsir. And he mentioned Subhanahu Taala how he displayed himself in front of his people, he came out in front of his people in all of his adornment and dress. And those individuals that desired nothing other than the worldly life. If only we had and we possessed what Qarun has. Because what he possesses is much. What's connected to this ayah is that which Imam Asirli mentioned. Is that Qarun, he. Manifested himself in all of this adornment From that which is described as being from ha'ila the, From the luxuries of the worldly life And its joys and its bliss and its adornment He presented himself to his people In order that the eyes of the people may be turned away from the truth And their hearts may be turned away from the hereafter And he said so you find when the people they saw Qarun standing in front of them The people split up into two camps those that were beguiled with what they saw, and they spoke of the reality of their intentions, because they desired what he had. Nobody sought fame and leadership except that he was child with those who came before him, that he inherited these traits from. The same way that nobody sought the hereafter, except that he followed the path of those who preceded him from the righteous. And he said, Rahimullah Ta'ara, imam al he said about the people that they said if only we had that which Harun possesses. So one will never chase the dunya and leadership if one truly possessed understanding of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we knew the true value of the hereafter and what, yani, yani what and how a person can obtain it. Then we will not sell ourselves short or sell this da'wah short or sell our brothers short by the following of one's lowly desires because he said subhanahu wa Concerning that second camp of individuals, And those individuals that were possessors of knowledge of the deen of Allah, they said, Woe well be to you. that the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is better for the one who truly believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and performs righteous good deeds. But he mentions subhanahu wa ta'ala. That cannot be obtained except that they be from those that had with them patience. إِلَى الصَّابِرُونَ That none were able to understand this except for those that were granted patience. And if you look at those that desire leadership in the worldly life, they have with them from that which negates sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not sincere advisers to themselves, neither are they sincere advisors to those that are around them. They would think themselves to be from the rectifiers upon the earth whilst they bring about nothing other than any corruption and hisbiyah, because they're upon a trajectory of self-preservation and self amazement Allah Ta'ala musta'am The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said that Deen, that the religion is based upon sincere advice and who is that advice given to? You give advice for the sake of Allah Jalla to Allah. You give advice with the, see- the teaching of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi in Sunnah. And you give advice to who specifically? The leader of the Muslims Muslim specifically, by advising them in private, which is the belief of Ahl-Sunnah. And then? Amat al-Nas, <laughs> <laughs> that you give sincere genuine advice to the general populace of man, your brothers in Al-Islam. He described the reality of what sincere advice is. And look how the one who desired leadership has negated this advice. And negated this brotherhood. And negated the reality of what it is to be upon the Sunnah and from Ahlul Sunnah. He said, Rahimallah Ta'ala. As for the one who advises the general populace from amongst the Muslims. Then they are, yani the general Muslims, is anybody who is not a ruler from them. He says, so he advises them لِمَصَارِخِهِمْ From that which will bring about benefit to them inside of their worldly life and in their hereafter. And then he describes who the sincere advisor is. He's the one al He's the one that sufficed himself from harming them and he sufficed them from his harm. So therefore, the true sincere advisor is the one that calls the people and educates them of that which they do not know from the deen of Allah. And he aids and he assists them in accepting the truth with statement and action. And he covers and he hides their mistakes and their faults. He, If he sees from them deficiency, he rectifies them and he closes the doors of evil upon them. And he pushes away harm from them And brings and ushers, ushers in nothing but goodness to them So he commands the good And he forbids the evil With gentleness and sincerity to Allah Genuinely desiring for his brothers Nothing other than the truth So he is gentle To all of the creation of Allah He respects their elders And has mercy upon their young He's not haughty and rather, he advises them with a goodly admonition So he does not betray them Neither does he have envy of them He loves for them what he loves for himself Any good he loves for himself, he loves for his brothers O one who claims to be a sincere advisor He hates for his brothers that which he hates for himself And he defends them The true sincere advisor is the one that defends his brothers. He defends their wealth. He defends their honour. He defends them with everything that he has. He defends them in every circumstance, with statement and from action. And he encourages them to be upon the best of mannerism. And he only mentions to them that which he sees to be applicable to be mentioned from goodly advice. And other than that, from any mutual advice between them. So he encourages them upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His various times. And then he mentioned Rahim Allah ta'ala. That from amongst the salaf, Ridwan Allah ta'ala alihi Majma'een, were those that were so diligent in their advice to the creation of Allah that they met much harm inside of their worldly life trying their best to advise the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some examples of that which will bring about yani the cure of the love of leadership and fame is that one leaves and he abandons praising himself and to not neglect the blessing of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala upon your brothers and to be humble towards them and from the best of examples that we have is of course our Messenger SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam who was commanded sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon his patience with his brothers to pardon and to overlook the mistakes of the sahaba was shaawir hum fil and he was commanded to seek their aid and their counsel and advice. He did not say, I am the messenger of Allah and I've studied and revelation comes to me. He was commanded by Allah and he would seek the advice of his companions. Ibrahim alayhi salatu was he said to his young son, Ismail, Upon the command of Allah, I to sacrifice him. He said, I saw inside of a dream that I sacrifice you. That I kill you. He said to his son, تنظر ماذا ترى William, what do you think about this? Seeking advice, returning to the people of goodness. And his young son cultivated upon Taw'eed and the worship of Allah and humility to the command of Allah said, Said Tejidun, min اللَّهِ السَّابِرِينَ You'll find me from the patient. And we have in the example of Musa alayhi salatu salam When revelation came to him And he was made a prophet He's the one that spoke to Ar-Rahman Biduni Without a translator or meet an intermediary Alayhi salatu wasalam. The first thing that Harun said Is that he begged Allah to send with him his brother Akhi Harun And how did he describe him? Except humbling himself before Allah, actualizing and realizing the blessing of his brothers and his peers and those that were around him, he said, وَأَفْسَحُ minni Lisanan?" Because Harun, he's more eloquent than I am. Because Musa had a speech impediment from when he was young. Then he says, فَأَرْسِلْ مَعِي He said, so send him with me that he may aid and assist me يُصَدِّقُنِ in order that they May believe me Because the goal of the MBA and the Rusul Was not themselves Was not leadership And position And that they speak and they are put forward Is that the truth was conveyed And evil was crushed At every time and in every place They did not allow themselves To give in to the praise of the people And accept it And to swallow it They judged themselves before accountability In front of Allah And like this it was said Again from Jubayr ibn Nufayr. He said that indeed a group of the people that came to Umar ibn Khattab when he was the Khalifa. And they began to praise Umar. And they said that we have not seen anybody more just than you, when it comes to judgment. And nobody seems to be from those that are more ardent to speak the truth, when the truth has to be spoken. ولا أشد على المنافقين منك. And we have never seen anybody, Ya Umar bin Khattab, who is harsher or more stern against the hypocrites than you. فانت خير الناس بعد رسول They said to him that you are the best of the people after the Messenger Allah. And what do you think happened? Did he accept it? Did he give in? Did he read the? bottom, SAW, what a powerful lecture Did he place him in the beginning of his khutbah and his darus Amazing, powerful khutbah Did he say that? Did he say that he وسلم, is from the best of the companions He remained silent But he had with him and surrounded himself with people that understood the reality of the affair That nobody is to be taken above their place Except that he's to be reminded of his reality. Awf ibn Malik, he stood up and he said to all of the people that said this, By Allah, you have lied. We have seen one who is better than him after the messenger. Ya, ya Auf. And it was said, Who was it, oh, Awf? He said, Abu Bakr is better than him. And what do you think Umar said? What do you think Umar said? Did he accept the praise of the people? And that which they said of him? And the accolades that they granted him and they gave him. He said, Sadaqauf waqadumallah, abu Bakr, Misk wa min ahli. And he said about himself, as Bukhari mentions in Tariq al Baghdad, and uh, Tariq al Kabir, he said Rahimallah radiallahu Indeed, Awf has spoken the truth and you have all lied. He said, Abu Bakr was better than me. He was sweetened in the smell of, and he smell of perfume. As for me, and look how they speak of themselves. From that which will cure the love of leadership and fame that you may have, is to lower yourself in front of Allah Azawajal and in front of his creation in humility. He said, I am more misguided than the animal of my household. Wala billah. So whoever gives in to the praise of the masses, then he will begin to look down upon his elders, look down upon his peers, look down upon those that preceded him. But the Salaf, they warded off this self-amazement and this love of leadership with accountability, accountability of their actions, and that they look down upon themselves and they desire that which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Malik bin Dina, he said, rahimahullah ta'ala, rahmatan wasi'ah, he said if a man was to stand at the masjid and say let he come out from this masjid right now who is the worst and the most evil of you for Malik he said he said, nobody will beat me to the door of that masjid, leaving it Declaring himself to be the most evil of the people He said, except for perhaps a man that was stronger than me physically in strength That maybe pushed me out the way Or was physically faster than me He said, nobody will beat me to the door And when this news, it reached Abdullah ibn Mubarak He said, فَبِهَذَا Sara Malik Malikan, And it's because of this reason Malik became a king amongst men, and Fudayl, he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, man lami Whoever desires and he longs for leadership will never be successful. And Abu Hazim al-A'raj, he said, ya A'raj, look how they spoke of themselves. He is referred to as A'raj, A'raj is the one that's disabled. He called himself, Ya'araj. He said, oh disabled one. He said, if a caller was to call Yam al Qiyamah, al Khati'ah, wa Fataqumu ma'ahum. If a caller was to call, oh one who has sinned and committed such and such crime, stand and come forth. He said, You or a'raj would stand. And another sin was to be mentioned, and another sin was to be mentioned. You would respond every time. He says, Sureed. And taqum مَأَ أَهْلِمْ كُلِ sin. He said, O oh, a'raj, talking to himself, admonishing himself. He said, O oh, a'raj, it's as if you want to commit every sin and be from those that stand when they are called for every single sin. This is how they spoke of themselves. Yunus ibn Ubaid, he said, that I was mentioning the issue of tawadu' and one of the shayoukh, he turned to me and he said, "Atadaruna مَ tawadu He said do you know, he said I was mentioning the issue of humility And one of the shuyukh turned to me and said do you even know what humility is? He said He said true humility is that you do not find a single one of the Muslims that you may find upon your path Except that you believe that that Muslim is better than you in some aspect and in some way. For ibn, ibn Iyad, he turned to himself and he said, as al-Dhahabi mentioned in al-Anam al Nubala, he said, "Ya yeah, miskin," he said, "Oh pitiful one." Anta musi wa tara anna muhsin. He said, "You are a lowly sinner, but you see yourself to be a doer of much good." وَانْتَجَاهِلْ alim? You see yourself to be a possessor of much knowledge whilst you're an ignoramus. karim? And you are stingy yet you see yourself to be generous. aqil? And you're ahmaq, foolish, stupid, yet you see yourself to be from the clever ones. And then he said, rahimahullah ta'ala, reminding us of the reality of this worldly life. He said, qasir wa And then he said, the real problem is, your lifespan is ever so short, yet the hopes that you have, and the goals that you have, and the long aspirations that you have, are far and they're long and they're wide, Allah ta'ala musta'ab. The ones that were given into the love of leadership, they were those that in the absence of the persons of the scholars or in their distance, they desired to take their place. They wanted to usurp the true possessors of knowledge and the callers to Allah from those that have preceded them in age and maturity and da'wah and ilm. They desired to take their place and to sit in their seat and to wear their thobe. Big shoes to fill Allah Ta'ala musta'am. Shaykh Rabi he commented upon the statement of the Messenger Wasallam in Sahih Muslim. وَهِمَنْ he mentioned لَا <الْعِلْمَة> Allah الْعِلْمِ That Allah he does not snatch knowledge. جَلَ جَلَارُهُ إِنْتِزَاءً يَنْتَرْزِئُهُ من العبادة, he does not snatch it from the servants. وَلَكِنْ الْعِلْمِ Rather he snatches the knowledge of the religion from the people by taking the scholars back to him, subhanahu then he described, until there remains upon the earth or in that locality, no scholars and people of knowledge. And he said, wasalam, until the people take the ignoramuses, the foolish, those that have no knowledge, in the place of the true scholars. And they give and they issue fatwa, speaking in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge wa And they become misguided of others and they are misguided themselves. Shaykh Rabih, he said, Rahimullah Taala. The that when it is the case that the tremendous scholars, they pass away. And he said, and this is the case that many of them, except for those, they're neither, they're small, remote exception from them, from the senior scholars. He said, many of them have departed. He says, what happens is, is that the people take the foolish and the ignorant ones in their place so they are misguided themselves and bring about nothing other than great and tremendous misguidance to others and to many from his creation so they change the deen of Allah subhanahu ta'ala distorting it changing its meaning and they add in the deen of Allah from their ignorance of the religion of Allah subhanahu ta'ala except for the one that Allah Azawajal, he grants safety and protection from being from the likes of these individuals And those that were saved from the harm of the false scholars, they were few, and they are considered strangers. And he said, and we ask Allah Azza wa that He may save the ummah from the likes of these individuals, and that He may save them from the snares and the traps and the shackles of those that falsely claim knowledge whilst they themselves are ignorant. And then he said, from those, pay attention now. Those ignorant ones, those who claim to have knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst they desire nothing other than leadership inside of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for this reason, Shaykh Rabi' he said to us, and I say to you all that you may take senad al He said to us when we went to seek advice concerning any what book should be studied, and what focus the student of knowledge should give to his community upon his return, he paused and he stopped and said, حَفِدَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَارَ وَرَعَاهُ He said, مِنَ الشَّبَابِ He said, we found many of the youth, such as yourselves, يُرِيدُنَا خَيْرًا They desire some kind of good, and perhaps they have some nashaat, they have some vigour and zeal, and they want to be involved, and help out where they can. He said, but we have found in your land, in the West, in the UK specifically, and the West in general, we found a people that every single time the people left and they abandoned maktaba Salahiyya, Dallu wa Dallu. He said for some reason they were misguided and misguided others. He said to us, and I heard it with these two ears, and saw him when I had two eyes. Right? <laughs> uh, he said to us, <laughs> He said, Do not leave them, obviously, so long as they remain upon the truth. He said, And seek their counsel and mutual advice. And what is difficult for you, return to the likes of them. Because everybody who departed from them, for whatever reason, they were misguided and they went on to misguide others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. And this is what he mentioned as well. When he mentioned the fitn of Ali Hassan al-Halabi, the one who began to lie against the scholars and wage war against Ahlul Sunnah, and he began to defame them and speak ill of them. He made for himself principles in order to shore up his position and to obtain a monopoly upon the da'wah physically inside of this land. And Allah ta'ala, the likes of his fitna were pushed back and pushed away. بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى بِمَنْ كَانَ عَلَى الثُّغُورِ By those that were at the front lines. He said, رحم الله when Halabi lied and said the Sheikh Rabi was the cause of all of this fitna, when he clarified his condition and he said, he said, rather the child of Ali Hassan Halabi, and Luton, and Brixton, and other than them, he says, minha ها The first thing that he mentioned was, the reason these people are misguided and why they have caused such confusion in the land he says it's because they are people that love leadership and they love that which will take them towards that leadership he said so that did not stop them yani the love of leadership rather it pushed them forward to begin to revile and speak out and to try their best to yani bring about the downfall of the scholars محاورتي, uh, السلبي, and they desired to يعني, control the Salafi youth and in order to misguide them and to lead them towards utter destruction. He said, so he mentioned about Harabi So he made for himself principles in order to obtain this lowly thing that he desired which was leadership upon the earth of Allah المتواصلاء from that which brought about nothing other than their misguidance, Allah Ta'ala Mustaan, wa' alayhi the people concerning the truth, they are three types of people. As Ibn qutaybah Ta'ala he mentioned in his in his refutation of the Jahmiyyah. And look what loving leadership does to a person. Loving leadership and fame it causes a person not to be able to accept the truth or to return to the truth. These are my words, not his. We're going to call him in a minute. All right? And some of the people, they speak in affairs of the deal of Allah without knowledge. And not only do they speak without knowledge, they speak without guidance, no grounding. And neither are they able to return to the truth because they never spoke with the truth or with the principles of Ahlul Sunnah from that which every Salafi ta'ala is upon. So they did not return to their position upon ilm and Salafi principles because they never arrived at their position upon ilm and Salafi principles. Even Qutaybah, he mentions this inside of his refutation of the Jahniyyah. He said, Rahimullah ta'ala. This was his introduction. Look at the Salaf. They have with them bifadillahi ta'ala. Yani his strength and a sultan, an authority that they speak with which makes you firmly believe that they are people of the truth He said, my refutation against the Jahmiyyah will land upon the ears of three types of people Person number one He said, "Rajulan <laughs> He said, a man that just blindfolded He was driven and he just went with the people, he went with the crown he said, سَمِعَ قَوْمًا يَقُولُونَ فَقَالَ قَالُ He said, so he heard the people saying some stuff and he just repeated what they said. Such an individual is unable to find recourse for himself and neither can he return to the truth. Then he said, why? He says, Because such a person Is unable to return to the truth Based upon knowledge Because he did not arrive to the truth Based upon knowledge Then the second type of person When it comes to truth and falsehood He said is He said was a man that was consumed Overtaken by the aspirations that he has in the longing and the love of leadership. So what is it that he loves? Leadership. al الْإِخْوَانِ And he's overtaken by yeah, the obedience that his brothers, they give him and the respect that he has with them. And he loves fame. And in reality, these people don't love fame. They love notoriety. They love to be known for evil. Wallahi, despicable individuals. Then he said, And this is serious. He said that nothing will be able to break such a person's resolve in the following of his lowly desires. Because this is just his disposition, this is how he is Fundamentally as a person He's a person of desires And he said that nobody will be able To cause and bring about his return Except for his creator If he subhanahu ta'ala so designed And then he mentions why Why is it so difficult for some of the people To accept the truth after it comes to them From those that love leadership and faith he said لِأَنَّ فِي رُجُوعِهِ إِقْرَارِهِ Because in returning from that erroneous position He has to admit that he was utterly mistaken بِالْجَهَلِ And he has to now admit that he was ignorant He doesn't know وَتَعْبَ عَلَيْهِ But he's utterly prevented from doing so Because his ego just won't let him Allah Ta'ala musta'an. And what is it that he fears? Because if return to the truth, the jamaah that he has, that which he's got congregated from his supporters, and that which he has of him from the order that he has in place, will be disheveled altogether. الikhwan, and perhaps his brothers will no longer respect him as they did before, because he has connected the people to himself.
1: Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest. I guarantee Allah. I guarantee اشهد ان محمد رسول الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله ايا الصلاه I يا على الصلاح
0: اي يا على
1: الفلاح اي على الفلاح
0: that which stops the person from returning to the truth after it's been presented to him is that he connected the people to himself. Allah Ta'ala must'a'an. So he fears that in returning to the truth, the people will leave him. And then he mentioned that this is a disease and an affliction. That many of the people suffer Except for the one that Allah جل, He grants success and salvation Then thirdly he said ta'ala, The third individual When it came to the truth And falsehood When it was presented to him Was an individual That sincerely desired The pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. With his knowledge Wala ta'khudhu fihi And he has no concern Of the blame of the people So if they blame him They blame him if they are pleased with him, they are pleased with him If they are unpleased with him, he doesn't care Because he is upon the truth And then he says وَلَا تَدْخُرُهُ مِن وَحْشَةَ And he has no qualm and no problem whatsoever In being alone from the people And he doesn't fear the solace nature of that, no And he said and neither does he turn away from the truth Due to his ego and then he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, فَإِلَا هَذَا بِالْقَوْلِ wa وَإِلَيْهِ أَرَدَنَا And it is this and this goal alone to present the truth without restriction and without fear, Allah Ta'ala, because it is the truth, this is what we have desired and this is what we shall seek. And we shall end, inshaAllah Ta'ala, upon yani that which will bring about yeah, a true remedy to all, is that which we find of the Salaf. Ibn Jawzi, ta'ala, he mentions in Tablis al-Iblis, the deception and the traps of the devil himself. He mentioned about those that were granted knowledge, how they were deceived by Iblis, and how subtle the deception of the Iblis of these individuals is. And he mentioned, ta'ala, from those that were Given into authorship and teaching and writing and offering, and what have you, the deception of Iblis is uncovered when the people benefit from other than you. If you find it difficult for them to benefit from your brother, there's something that is inside of your heart that needs to be remedied and cured. If you find that the truth being accepted from him and not yourself, or they read to him and not you, or they use his translation and not yours, or they refer to him and not yours and they go to his PDFs and not yours and they ask him and they do not ask you. If you have a problem with that, then you are from those that Iblis has snared inside of the most worst of cats for those that attribute themselves to knowledge. Then he went on and he mentioned تعالى, the statement of Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Layla who said that at ishreen wa mi'ah he said, I met a hundred and twenty companions from the companions of the messenger sallallahu alayhi ansari from the ansar and muhajireen He said, and there was not a single one of them if he was to be asked a question except that he hoped and he dreamed if only his brother would suffice him in the answering the question of the people. And we end up on the statement of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala from that which is truly a cure of the hearts inside of this issue of loving leadership and fame we end up on the statement of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala waladheena ja'u min ba'dihim yaqooloona rabbana if'lanalana wa li-ikhwaanilna alladheena sabaqoonal bil-eemaan wa la taj'al fi quloobina ghillan lil ladheena aamanu innaka la-antak raoofur raheem Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala those that came after the prophets and came after the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam specifically, and after the companions specifically, were a people that said, Oh Allah, our Lord, forgive us and forgive our brothers. And they mentioned the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over themselves. They begged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the forgiveness of themselves. And they begged Allah for the forgiveness of their brothers. Then they mentioned how their brothers preceded them and have a virtue over them from their brothers الَّذِينَ bil Those that have preceded us in faith. And that applies likewise in ilm, in knowledge and in age and experience, that we have been preceded before lillahi ta'ala. He said, forgive us and our brothers that preceded this in faith. And he did not end there, from that which is a cure to the love of leadership and fame. But we beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He does not place inside of our hearts ghillam lilladina amanu, this slightest amount of misplaced animosity and hatred. And then they asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Oh Allah, indeed you are the one who is of the merciful, the most forgiving subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al he commented and he said, that we end upon this. Though when He subhanahu wa ta'ala negated for the servants inside of this dua of theirs, any animosity in the harbouring of hatred towards their brothers then this is encompassing of that which was small and minute from misplaced hatred against your brothers how in the world do you hate your Salafi brother? how in the world do you hate your brother from the Sunnah? from the du'a till al-huda wal-nur khayr except that fundamentally there is a lapse and a deficiency within ourselves from that which is from that misplaced hatred he said, This ayah is encompassing of that which is significant and minute from misplaced animosity and hatred. Because what is between the people is nothing other than true love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, And this description cannot be found and is not to be actualized in anybody other than Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'a, the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'a, Because such a description from begging Allah to forgive them for their sins. And the sins of their brothers. And them bearing witness to thee, striving and the zeal of their brothers that preceded them in the removal of any animosity and hatred and envy inside of the hearts is the description of the people of the sunnah alone. And we end upon the statement, Barakallahu fikum Hudayfah ibn Yaman, as Bukhari, he mentions, he turned to the people and he said, He said, Oh, gathering of people, of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Be upright how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to be upright. And then he said, You've been preceded by those that preceded you in this religion. And if you think you're upon, you've been preceded. Benefit from the example of your elders, your peers, those who have come before you. And be upright. And don't begin... To look left and right after you've previously been guided by Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to the truth Wa hata wa ta'ala a'lam wa salilahumma wa salim wa barik Ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajba'een Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen